Hey guys, it is Whatsoever is True. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jason Coral, and the subject of the day, you know I like jumping right into it, is the real problem behind Wisconsin, you know, Kenosha, Portland, Seattle, all of that stuff. Let's get right into it. And the culprit here, of course, the the looters and, and arsonists and, and so forth, those people are directly responsible for their sin and their crimes, without a doubt. However, there is something that needs to be said about this. And I'm going to go to Kenosha right away because <clears throat> what happened was after a, a, a police shooting, um, I think it was last week, if I remember my timeline correctly, that that started a backlash of rioting throughout the, the city of Kenosha, Wisconsin. And then there were some some folks that came out to try to defend property. They'd burn some car dealerships down and, and that, that nature of thing, as these guys have been have been doing over the past five, six months. <clears throat> There's been a lot of that going on. And what's been what's been happening with this has been very vexing because what's what we've seen is the police have been refusing to put a stop to it. And that's exactly what happened in Kenosha. So there was a vacuum of law and order. So when the police kind of give people room to riot, as, as if I can use a former quote, giving them some room to vent, like you're letting a kid have a temper tantrum by destroying a house. The civil magistrate is God's civil magistrate. Let, let's be clear on this. When you say that we should respect the governing authorities, the governing authority here has a specific responsibility before the Lord, and that is to protect life and property. There is a a philosophy coming out of the left that looting, and, and NPR ran with this earlier, um, and they ran an article over the weekend on a book called In Defense of Looting, and I'm not sure if I'm getting the author's name right, but her name is Vicki Osterweil, uh, she's the author, and she wrote this book In Defense of Looting, and she says that you know basically it's a powerful tool to bring about real lasting change in society. The rioters who smash windows and take items from stores, she claims, are engaging in a powerful tactic that questions the justice of, quote, law and order and the distribution of property and wealth in an unequal society. So she's basically saying that, you know, life isn't fair. So smashing windows, breaking property and stealing things that don't belong to you. Of course, I know that's a definition of stealing. I got you. I'm just saying here, let's just be clear that what, what they're doing is they're, <clears throat> they're saying society is is guilty not a person is guilty of a crime but society is guilty of a crime this is a classic marxist nonsense that leads to war bankruptcy all sorts of civil strife and, and so forth so she doesn't like the word looting and you know when, when she once she well, she uses it she says it's a mass expropriation of property mass shoplifting during a moment of upheaval or riot you know that's the things i'm defending i'm quoting her I'm not defending any situation in which property is stolen by force. It's not a home invasion either. It's about a certain kind of action that's taken during protests and riots. <clears throat> notice notice the, the very careful equivocation here of changing terms. Looting isn't a home invasion. In other words, if you have a business, that's not really your property. That's society. Do you, follow, do you see what she just did? This is the classic case of you can always tell when somebody is in league with, with, with Satan in that they consistently are vague in their definitions of things and they change very clear meanings of things. Stealing is stealing. 
Can we all be? Can we all agree? Stealing by stealing. She says, not stolen by force. She says, in which property is not stolen by force. It's not a home invasion or something. Wait a minute. What if a business owner is? <laughs> it's just so fantastical. It's hard to keep. Hard to keep it straight. How is it not stealing by force? I mean, this is so astonishingly daft. It's so preposterous as to defy any type of description. And NPR, which is a, a partially publicly funded institution, is giving a voice to this type of nonsense. Anyway, so then she takes exception that she finds the word looting is somewhat racist because it comes from uh, uh, like a Hindu word for goods and spoils and so forth. It's like colonial... <clears throat> Uh, colonial vocabulary kind of thing, colonialization. So she doesn't like that. But she uh, she says rioting generally refers to any moment of mass unrest and up or upheaval. Riots are a space in which a mass of people has produced a situation in which general laws that govern society no longer function. That's called anarchy. Okay. Anyway, and she goes on and says, and people can act in different ways in the street and in public in different ways. That means they can intimidate people through force because well, that's what it is. A riot is, an, is, is, is anarchy. That's what it is. It is, a, it is a mass action of intimidation. You know, don't mess with us. We're a mob. And, and destruction and looting of property. That's what it is. And she's saying, this is how she's defining it. They can, people can act in different ways. They can, they can act in different ways. Um, Imagine if we apply the same rule book to, say, sexual relations and say a rapist is simply sexual in a different way. You know, when it comes down to a free society has to work through consent, right? If, if uh, It's as simple as that. If, if you, what's the difference between me buying something and me stealing something? The, I, the consent of the person who owned the property before I did, right? I, buying a car, I go to a dealership, I buy a car. Or I go to the owner, I buy the used car. Right? Stealing a car is, 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 this is obvious. A five-year-old can figure this out. Anyway, so uh, she goes on to say, uh, I'd say that rioting is a broader category in which looting appears as a tactic. Often, looting is more common among movements that are coming from below. It tends to be an attack on a business, a commercial space, maybe a government building, taking those things that would otherwise be commodified and controlled and sharing them for free commodified and controlled. See the Marxist ideology here? They hate private property. Marxists hate private property because they're envious. The, the bottom line of Marxism is envy and greed. They don't think they're greedy and envious because they think they're more poor than the people that they're coveting the goods from. So therefore, God doesn't see the envy. But that's not true. You can be far more rapacious and covetous and greedy and envious than a rich person, even if you don't have even a fraction of what they have. It just depends on the issue of the heart and the motive. So, commodified and controlled, she, she, she's just saying, hey, I just want the stuff. So anyway, he goes on, <clears throat> and she says, looting's the best tactical power as a political mode of action. Okay, it also attacks the very way in which food and things are distributed. It attacks the idea of property. And there it is right out in the open. It attacks the idea of property. And it attacks the idea that in order for someone to have a roof over their head or have a meal ticket, they have to work for a boss. In order to buy things that people just like them, right, that, that people just like them somewhere else in the world had to make under the same conditions, it points to the way in which that's unjust. 
See what she's calling unjust? This is the root of Marxism, which is why I wanted to share this with you. The root of Marxism is that it's not fair that I have to work. It's not fair that I don't have a guarantee that my labor is going to produce as much as it produced for someone else. Life isn't fair. If you're having a problem with this, Christian, read the book of Ecclesiastes. Read Proverbs and read Ecclesiastes. Proverbs will give you the basic guidelines for living well. And God will tell you, you know what he's going to do? He's going to tell you, go to the ant school, you sluggard. Get up early. Go to work. Be productive. Solve problems for people. That's what he tells you to do. Stop paying attention to what other people are doing with their money and their time and their property. Start paying attention to what you're doing. Solve a problem for somebody. Mind your own business. Then go to Ecclesiastes and you're going to see things. You see unjust people that just look like they're prospering for a while. God is ultimately in charge. Realize that he's going to bring all things into judgment at the end. Not everything's going to be perfect in this lifetime. Marxism is a, a false utopia of a humanistic heaven on earth. And it's based on the petulant, nonsensical whining and counterwalling of lazy people who don't want to work and don't like the fact that even if they work really hard, they may not get everything they want in this lifetime. That's irrelevant. Okay, so she goes on to say, I don't want to work for a boss, right? I didn't either. That's why I started a business. That's why I'm a writer. I, I like doing what I do. And, and for years and years and years, I struggled with making virtually no money. And I was still happy because I loved what I was doing. And, and making as much money as I could, that wasn't the point. I wanted enough to get by, of course. But clearly there were moments where I, you know, I couldn't pay for things. And, and I had my water shut off. I barely paid my electricity. Uh, you know, on and on and on I can go. A lot of us have experienced the struggle. I'm doing much better now, but I'm older now. And even still, it's none of my business how much somebody else is making unless they're stealing it from me directly. Anyway, so she goes on and says, uh, it points to the way that, in which that's unjust. She never clarifies it's unjust other than the fact that I want something, I can't have it, you have it, so therefore that's unjust. And, she, and the reason that the world is organized that way, obviously, is for the profit of the people who own the stores and factories. But that's wonderfully deep thinking. Ready? And the reason that the world is organized that way, obviously, it's obvious, it's self-evident to her, it's for the profit of the people who own the stores and factories. This is NPR. This isn't some strange, really small and obscure publication. This is NPR, folks. And she's telling people that are listening. You've got young people sitting there on a couch and they might hear this. The reason you don't have something, dude, is because other people have it, the stores and factories. So if, you want, if you're mad at your life, you're mad because your girlfriend doesn't, she doesn't like you or some girl doesn't pay attention to you or you can't get something you want and you're just mad at life, you can go out and punch society in the face by rioting and looting. And here we go. So you get to the heart, and this is what she says, you get to the heart of that property relation and then demonstrate that without police and without state oppression, ready? And I'm quoting, we can have things for free, end quote. I'm going to read that again because you need to hear this. So you get to the heart of that property relation and demonstrate that without police and without state oppression, we can have things for free. Yep. So she says, and again, and, and importantly, I think especially when it's in the context of a black uprising like the one we're living through now, it also attacks the history of whiteness and white supremacy. Um, Hmm. She says the very basis of property in the U.S. is derived through whiteness, 
and through black oppression, through the history of slavery and settler domination of the country. Looting strikes at the heart of property of whiteness and the police. I don't have enough time to cover all of this, but let me just say the biblical model again of creating wealth is by working and by doing your job. And you do your job by creating values for other people. And when you do something, whether it's sweeping a floor someplace and you get paid for that, you do it well, you work unto the Lord, not for people. You don't try to please people, you treat, you please God. You get paid to solve a problem for somebody. I know that can be difficult, but if you listen to this and you're young and you're at a job you don't like and whatever, but please remember this, that all work has dignity. And just because you're right now, you don't have much economic power, you've probably come from a family that didn't handle its money well. And that's often the case. Okay, and we can get into that another time. But you getting angry at the so-called system, the system, a system of slavery is obviously unjust because it's stealing your labor. A system of high taxation, we have that now. 50% of your, of your, if you're working for the, <clears throat> for the man, so to speak, right? You're working at a job, you don't really like it, and you get your paycheck. And I've covered this in some other podcasts, but the 50% of your income is gone before you get it through taxation and, and, and so forth. You've got sales tax, property taxes, your income tax, your, your social security tax, unemployment tax. All of those taxes are hitting you and taking money that you actually earned that your employer actually paid you. So... Once again, I can deal with that another time, but when the government is telling you that, that you need to be concerned with white supremacy and a system of oppression, and they're running off of half of your income, you know, that's an interesting conundrum right there. Um, but let's get back to Kenosha. The motive power of those riots right there, of the, of the burning and the looting, is just a kid having a temper tantrum, wanting to break stuff, wanting to take things. I can't have it, you can't have it. Stealing is bad. Okay, but destruction of property is is worse because they're not saying I'm going to take the property and I'm going to use it. It's like nobody's going to have the property. And that is extraordinarily dangerous. So we need to see it for what it is. It's downright evil. And just because people can be, once again, just because people are more poor or economically, they have less power than someone else, doesn't mean that the poorer person can't be greedy and covetous. That's exactly what's the motive power behind us. A civil magistrate has one specific job. You cannot use the government to, to create utopia on earth because the only thing the government can do is use force. You cannot force wealth into the world. If it worked that way, North Korea and Cuba would be the richest countries on the planet. Wealth comes from productivity. Be productive, solve problems for somebody. The better you get at that, and the, and the nature of the problem that you solve will lead to you getting paid. That's how, it's, that's how it works. The biblical model for Christian wealth is incremental increase as you begin to get more and more responsibility. Notice everything in, in what, what I just read to you is based on, I want something, she comes right out and says it, I want it for free and I don't want any responsibility. That is sin, pure and simple. It's also sin for the civil magistrate in Wisconsin to have stood down. It's happening in Portland too. The only reaction to this type of looting and rioting is force. They need to step in and stop it. The government needs to step in. I'm not saying force by, the, by, by civilians. The proper biblical model is that Romans 13, this, they say, well, you shouldn't be afraid. You hear this all the time. You shouldn't be afraid of the police. That's actually unbiblical. 
God himself says, if, if you, you don't want to be afraid, then do what is good. But if you do wrong, then be afraid. If you, in other words, if you burn, if you try to burn down a building, guess what? You should be afraid. The government should be coming for you. If you try and steal something, you should be afraid. The civil magistrate, God's avenger, is coming for you. This is an extraordinarily dangerous time in America. And we need to understand the basic sin coming in on, on both sides. Once again, the looters and rioters are, are motivated by greed and envy and hate. And then the civil magistrate, generally all of them in the blue cities and blue states, are doing what? They're letting these folks kind of have at it. Now, into that mix, of, that's basically anarchy. There was a shooting last week in Wisconsin. A young man, 17 years old, was was over in, in Kenosha. Um, you know, the press, the press is done because the, the press is just basically a, just an uh, inglorious bunch of, of propagandists for, the, for, for Marxists today. Um, they've said, well, he crossed state lines with a gun. We don't know. I, I've heard other stories that somebody gave him his, his rifle there. And, and so forth and so on. But that's not the point. The major point I want to get into is that when you leave a vacuum, when you say, I'm, I want to riot and loot, and I, don't, and I want to get rid of the police. Remember, that's what her point was. If we get rid of the police, we can get rid of this having to work for property. The system of having to work for property and have responsibility for things, I hate it. That's what the left is saying. That's what Marxists are saying. So therefore, rule of law is gone, and what I want is a rule of want. To every man according to his want, Right? And not need, it's want. It's want. That's what it is. So when you have that type of that type of atmosphere, what are you gonna get? You're gonna get anarchy. And then watch you the people who are griping the loudest about the anarchy that sort somewhat broke out. And then they wanted the police to arrest the guy. Wait a minute, I thought you didn't want the police. This is the insanity of sin. Sin will always take you farther than you want to go, faster than you, than you want to get there. And all great sins, virtually none of them happen overnight. None of them. It's very difficult to pull that off. You have to make a series of evasions to arrive at a place where you end up rioting and looting. And that is what America's culture be, is doing that because it's allowed Marxism to be taught in its universities and, 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 and then by omission in its schools, by not teaching true history in, in American schools, by not teaching that the Lord our God is ultimate and that his word is the standard of truth. By not doing that, we have opened a door for this because, uh, you know, obviously everything hates a vacuum and especially the ethical conditions of our children. Now, you didn't see a bunch of senior citizens out there rioting and burning things down. You're seeing a generation of young people who have been told that there, there are no absolutes, life is random. They should be able to have whatever they want without having to really work for it or wait for it. And if any type of failure or dissatisfaction on their part is the fault of society at large. And then to say, oh, well, it's white supremacy or it's, or it's uh, the system or what, whatever it is they're saying, that is unbiblical. And it goes to show you the idolatry that is Marxism and the danger of it. What's, hap what's happening in those cities and what needs to be stopped is lawlessness. The civil magistrate needs to step in and stop it, flat out, period, set up patrols, don't let them go. You can exercise your free speech without using violence. You cannot take over city streets. You can't. You can. You can have an organized march. You're fine, but you gotta. You cannot just take over towns and cities. 
that's violence. Whatever NPR wants to say about it, that's violence. Pure and simple. They can, they can use any type of lies they want to to try to, to spin it differently, but that's just not true. So, as I said, I wanted to jump into this really quick. Who's at fault in Wisconsin or Portland or what? Who's at fault is the envious left, the Marxist left. Second, the police and the civil, all the, well, the police in a lot of cases should be told to stand down, but the mayors and the governors that are out there saying, all right, yeah, hey, uh, we're, we're not going to arrest everybody. We're not going to go out there and shut it down. That, that's, that's a recipe for violence right there. When the civil magistrate doesn't do what it's supposed to do, even though the left is saying, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to burn down private property because there's not really violence because it's a business. And, and it, she goes on to say in, in, in the interview in the book that, well, businesses have insurance anyway. Um, <clears throat> well, I bet you she's never actually owned a business. So let me just fill her in on this. A lot of businesses do not have riot insurance. And so forth. You can you can only get so much back anyway if you're doing that. And most of these people have all of their wealth and their life livelihoods tied up in this. And it's just an appalling thing to say. I, I don't. I'm I'm stunned that there are reputable, so-called reputable. They're actually disreputable, dishonorable, knuckleheads, and they're epically evil. And what they're what they're proposing has already been done and already been tried. The Bolsheviks tried it. What happened there? What happened in Maoist China? What happened in Cuba? What happens in right now in Venezuela? This has already been done. It's unconscionable for them to be professing the same dumb ideas today in America. And the fact that NPR gave voice to it and credibility while they still claim that Donald Trump is inciting violence is, is just is an astonishing breach of, of, of moral sanity. NPR sh should not get any public funds and no one should be confused that rioting and looting and arson are not biblical things to do that is not self-defense is fine if you but burning down somebody's business is not self-defense just not but they're literally flipping the moral script so i hope this helped and i and i know there can be some confusion and i know the left and i've been reading the media donald trump was just in kenosha the other day and and uh, he was standing in front of a bunch of burned down buildings and the press was complaining he didn't have a mask on and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself going you're, you're looking at a city that's been burned down by a bunch of by a bunch of rioters and you're complaining that the president doesn't have a mask on you are morally insane you are you've literally lost your mind if that's what your complaint is looking at the carnage that's simple if you're initiating force against someone who and, and, and their property because you're mad at the system ladies and gentlemen that is evil. That is an evil thing to do. And there's and once again, this goes back to, and I'll finish with this. These rioters, these Marx Marxists, are not trying to usher in an era of peace. Listen to them carefully. They don't want rule of law. They don't say, well, someone's rights were violated. Let's have a consistent application of of rights based on based on the Constitution, based on the biblical mandate of all people really are you know, image bearers of God and deserve the same rights. That's that's not what they're saying. They want this constant revolution. And and that's Marxism. If you can see it again and again and again. And I know that one thing about Marxists that 
you'll you'll notice Nazis. You never if you if you ever 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 read anything on Nazi stuff, you've never heard a Nazi say the problem. The real problem was that uh, real Nazis, Nazism was never tried. You never hear you never hear that. But communists and socialists are saying it all the time. Well, real socialism has never been tried. Oh, really? So you don't think Trotsky and Lenin knew what they were talking about? They and I defy you to find me. And I've I've read a lot of Trotsky and and I find a man in his work. He's he was brilliant. He was wrong, but he was brilliant. You can't find me in like this author I just read to you. She's an abject, vacuous. Now I got to be careful calling people names here. But that is astonishingly. I'm flabbergasted at, at the at the things that she says. So trying to restrain myself from calling names here, can you find me a current leftist Marxist that's anywhere near the intellectual skills and heights of Che Trotsky? You can't. Did they think they're smarter than that? If 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 the Bolshevik Revolution ended up the way it did, what do you think is going to happen here? So all right, I'm done with all that. Hopefully this helped and put this in perspective. The sin is greed and envy, and then a silver match is sitting back and not enforcing law is flirting with far worse. That's the that's what really happened. You can get rid of the politics about well, you know, Trump doing this, Trump doing. I just read it to you. That is the motive. That is the, those are the ideas behind the, the rioters and looters and and the so-called protesters. It is an, an attack on a system designed to tear it down so people can get things for free because they hate not having whatever they want. And somebody has it. That's just that's where their thinking ends. And the silver magistrate backing down and letting these things go on sets up a scary scenario. So hopefully, you will you'll understand that, and we can we can move forward, and and we can again pray to the Lord that this doesn't take more root because it's happening in specifically. Here's your clue and how you should vote. It's happening in very big blue cities and states. That's where it's happening. You know, well, you've got, you know, Democrats in charge over there that that don't respect the rule of law and think everything should be free. Well, this is what this is what our future looks like if that's where you want to go. Okay, enough said. Uh, I will sign off and and wish you the best. The uh, the the podcast I know this is a sober one, and I'm always trying to bring the biblical worldview to bear on these issues, not just start talking politics. But that's the issue again. You can't think about politics in life without having to apply the biblical worldview to it. Remember, that's the key. If you start thinking about right and wrong, and you're always thinking about right and wrong because you can't escape it because we're image bearers of God. Your standard has to be God's word, God's law. And we end up in these places, these, these dark forests of, you know, where we're lost in, in anarchy and confusion because we've wandered away from the word of the Lord, right? So... That being said, I'll sign off. Catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening.